Hello and welcome to Midweek Gaming. We're back once again in the sunny UK. The weather's glorious. It's great. <laughs> Real sad. We've got water coming through the, coming through the roof. Are you okay there, Mr. Rubel Sanity? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not my house, it's actually just water through the little shed. I I I, I do this podcast in, so yes, all the joys of living in England. If it's not raining, it's not really England, is it? Do you think the neighbor do you think the neighbours ever um look out the window and see you walk into the shed, the light go on, you start talking to yourself in there? <laughs> Oh, they, they, they probably think I'm completely and utterly nuts. Yeah, yeah. It would not surprise me that this random person in a, in a, in a lit-up shed just walking, pacing backwards and forwards, you know. And it's my shed is about three-quarters all sides glass. So it's almost like a greenhouse, effectively. So they can see this nutter walking, talking to his mobile phone. They probably think I'm having an affair or something. <laughs> Welcome, um, original Next Level Gaming, I presume... That's Michael Mullis. If it is, free Mike, free Mike for being suspended from Twitter. <laughs> Come on. What are you done now? I don't think he's done anything. <laughs> so, welcome, Masuku. Welcome, Darth Praxis. And welcome, Cerebral. Oh, he's a, he's a panel member. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't checked out BG4G Hub, please check out www.bg4ghub.com. For uh, it's an it's a great independent gaming website. Please check it out. Welcome, Cerebral Paul. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Uh, just kind of relaxing. Yesterday was a little rough, but I got through it. So here we are. Oh, good to hear. <laughs> Welcome, VJ. Oh, How hello. are you doing, mate? Uh, I'm okay. Oh, sorry, the phone's down off. Yeah, no, I'm. <laughs> Good to hear. Glad to be back on the show. Uh, Is it raining yeah. where you are? Has it been raining this week? Uh, no. No, you don't miss Britain, no. Mm, yes. No. You do. Yes. No. <laughs> what do you miss? The fish and chips? Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Savoy. Um, yeah. Savoy. 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 Well, I've just had to Savloin chips, though. <laughs> oh, nom, 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 nom. How are you doing, Mr. Tushi? Did your MOT go well? Yeah, we passed. We have zero advisories, which is good. Really? That's done well, because the law's changed now. We don't really have advisories today, or am I wrong? Do they? Uh, so long or not? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure that you can still have advisories. Like yeah, I think minor things, but I don't know. I, have to look that up. I think it's, yeah, there it's, it's the advisories can't be anything. I think it's like a point system. You can, you can potentially say, oh, this is, on it's, it's wearing, it's on its way out. You've probably got another six months or so, but anything, I think it's below anything, three, three months. It then says, that's it. You need to change this. We, we, it's basically, it's a, um, a clause for the, the MOT people, if they think they can come back on them, then they will give you. Um, won't be a, won't be classified as a as a warning. Effectively, if it's something that can last maybe six or seven months and it won't come back on them, then they'll probably go. Ah, it's just more of like a minor thing. Oh, fair enough. Been playing many games. Love. That's a stupid question. Oh, I've been playing lots of games. Um, Staff, I've been playing. Um, 
Animal Crossing, Mario Kart, and Mario Galaxy on the Switch. And on the Xbox, I've been playing loads to get that freaking 10,000 gamer score. (laughs) Which we'll talk about later. Yeah, I don't think that will happen for me, you know. Probably not. I've been been playing uh, a lot of Sea of Thieves today. (laughs) Of course you have. Say again? Of course you have. (laughs) I'm always playing Sea of Thieves. (laughs) It's getting hard though. The the um the difficult difficulty's gone right up. Has it? Yeah, it's like it's um, one... pretty good though. They know you're not a noob. It's it's like a skeleton now takes four strikes with a sword or two two bullets with a sniper rifle. It makes it a bit harder when you're oh. trying to dig and battle at the same time. Oh, <laughs> Welcome removal Saturday. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm apart okay now. The, apart from the leaky, yeah, apart from the leaky area where I do this podcast, yeah. Um, well, I, I've got a voice now, which is helpful. Obviously, that's one of the reasons I couldn't do, yeah, I can't really do a podcast when no one can hear you. And as anyone who knows me, that's kind of the most strangest thing in the world is not to hear me speak. So, <laughs> yes, much better now. You shouldn't have put that chest of sorrows in, you should. It's true. It's true. <laughs> no, it's uh, good to hear you all here. I mean, yeah. Oh, before we start, you might hear my yeah. missus effing and swearing in the background. Um, I didn't do what, it. No, what I've done is um, I've winded up. I've, I've hid a vibrator in the house. Sorry. And what I've done, I've, I've gave her like a sea of thieves quest. She's doing steps around the house and stuff. Looking oh, looking for joking, <laughs> With pink and fuzzy, it vibrates. Look yeah. to the kitchen where yeah. there are plates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going red for Keep hearing it, everyone's swearing in the background. Are you one of the ones who bought Mr. Husk uh, or AC Husk? Um, what, the, the Elvis, 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 Elvis one? <laughs> nah, it's not one, it's just a rabbit. <laughs> not a fluffy one either. <laughs> anyway, over to you. <laughs> Stubbs has gone very quiet now. I don't know, I think you've, you've, made, him bl- you've made him blush too much. What a weird he's, way to he's writing his own question out for his missus. No, no. <laughs> often hear, yeah, you might hear a vibrator in the background. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, you know you get them, them podcast bits where they, they clip it on Twitter. What are, are reasons to listen? <laughs> this one, I might clip it. Like the, like the Iron Lords do. Like they clip part of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, Carry on. Anyway. Um, obviously, there's been some big, big news in gaming. Just the news won't stop. But um, to start with, I'll probably answer an easy question for you lot. How are you all getting on with your ten thousand gamer score challenges? Uh, Cerebral Paul, are you are you doing it? Or are you probably doing yeah, it? I, yeah, I'm doing it. Last time, last time I got through most of the way of the month, and I didn't realize it was a thing. By the time I, oh, okay. I lost a lot of points. I, I'm oh, doing it, but I don't get a lot of points anyway. I think I'm up to 700 and something right now. Well, fair enough. Which for yeah, me is good. For me, it's good. That's fair enough, you know. For me, I, 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 for me, I don't think I'm doing it. My top month. 
Yeah. I don't think I'll end up doing it. I've got about 2,000 something points, but, you know. Um, what, the whole score? Or... <laughs> hey, I'll take my Xbox on. I don't know how to look. I can't turn the Xbox on because there's no back. The battery is in the other controller upstairs because that, yeah, that Venom problem I had. They emailed me back saying that no one's, no one else has had any problems like that. The only complaint we've had with the battery is it's a bit too snug. But they can easily. I says, I says, how do you get it out of anything other than a knife, which uh, which damages the controller? You know. Welcome, welcome, uh, indie gamer. I think you've just missed a funny. After this show's done, you need to rewind to the start, indie. You'll be laughing <laughs> yeah. your ass off, mate. Thought Mister Tushi just said I'm live on air. <laughs> and, unless Masuku tells you, and he's because he was laughing his ass off. <laughs> But no, um, yeah, so um, how are you doing with it, VJ? Are you there? Yes, sir. How are you doing with this uh, 10K challenge? Um, it's a really interesting, um, coming over from PlayStation, I actually really appreciate the whole Microsoft rewards program um, in its uh, totality. Um, and I just hope that they continue to you know, provide, you know, sort of gimmicks like this and I uh, hope it evolves. And um, I'm not someone really to sort of uh, chase after um, to, uh, gamer points and stuff like that, but um, it has sort of um, pushed me, should I say, to play certain games that I've been putting aside. So um, I managed to sort of play through Tell Me Why, uh, Gardens Between, uh, Streets of Rage with Mr. Tushi. And um, I saw I saw that the... Um, uh, that those the three games that I really really like, uh, Full Throttle I completed and I'm just starting uh, Day of the Tentacle, uh, and I got I think I've got Deliver Us the Moon up next. Um, and um, but but playing through those games, it's actually I've actually managed to amass about I think I think I'm just over the five thousand mark now. Wow, congratulations! Um, but um, and I, you know, and there are some videos that I've seen on on YouTube that say. You know, you get points in about five or six hours if you buy these, you know, several sort of indie games. And uh, Mr. Tushi made a really good point about that earlier, but I'll, I'll let him elaborate on that. But um, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind achieving the 10,000, but it's 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 a lot of work, and I and I don't want to put it in um, as an endeavor. I'd, I'd like to sort of achieve it, if I can, through sort of um, playing games that I really would rather play or enjoy playing. So um, So hopefully that's possible. And um, but I've learned a lot about how the achievement system works and how developers integrate it, and um, how easy it is to sort of uh, mop up achievements after you've actually finished a game, being able to replay a certain a chapter or a level. And um, you know, you, you, it's not um, a laborious task. You know, we have to spend five, fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes perhaps to sort of um, unlock a certain achievement in specific games. Obviously, I'm I'm sort of. Uh, referring to the very specific games that I'm playing at the moment, right? Not, not Cyberpunk or something like that, but those sort of smaller games, uh, shall we say, um, and, and, and in by no means less enjoyable than the, than the bigger ones because I, I really enjoyed Cyberpunk. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, a, as I said, a really good program, and, uh, and I really appreciate it. And um, I, I don't, th I mean, I've never, I've never been one to chase uh, trophies, etc., on PlayStation, so. I'd, I don't think that Sony have anything similar to this whatsoever, but it keeps me engaged. And um, yeah, it's nice to sort of then have a peek and say, wow, that's a lot of points I've 
I've achieved. And uh, I know it's not a lot of money, but still, it, you know, it goes towards paying for for um, for Game Pass and and for anything else that might might interest me further down the line. But yeah, overall, as I said, I think it's a it's a great initiative, and I hope we we see more of them. Yeah, I was going to well, say be, well, between well, between, uh, between Game Pass and a game I bought, I haven't because of Microsoft points. I haven't bought anything with cash for a while. You know, <laughs> keep burning up those points. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well said, Greg. Yeah. That's a good point. Now, just for indie game and Mister Tushy, could you tell him what you've done? He wants to know. <laughs> uh, hid my Mrs. Vibrator in the house and gave her a like a Sea of Thieves style quest. Because she knows I'm mad about CFEs. I'm going to go CFEs quest to try and find a vibrator in the house. She's going mad effing and swearing <laughs> at the moment. You, you might hear her in the background soon. I don't know what that says about you. You know when she finds it, though. She's going mean, you know. to come over to you with it, with it on, and ram it in your face or something. <laughs> oh, she'll probably wipe it on my face or something like that. Uh, uh, BJ. He's actually hidden down his trousers, and that's what she can't make out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got she's got a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> BJ, well, anyway, this is you're, you're on the box. <laughs> BJ's on 6,495, which is very good. Thank you. I can see it on screen now. But that is a buy. I must. I must emphasize that is a byproduct of playing games that I wanted to play and experience. And I've been messaging Mr. Tushi and Removable Sanity and saying, wow, this, this game is a complete gem. Um, and Gardens Between was, was fantastic. Really well executed game. Could be better, but absolutely fantastic. But, um, anyway, that's one of my recommendations. But yeah, sorry, Mr. Stubbs, please continue. No, no, no. That's all good. It's all back at games. It's, at least you're not working because there is guides. I mean, I can tell you now, there's. If you want to complete that 10k challenge, you actually there's a video videos on YouTube that tells you how to exactly do it quickly with Game Pass. I haven't done it, but I've seen videos advertised about it. Like, I've done it in about two, three hours altogether. Well, yeah, I tell you what, Mr. UK Dazzle is my friend. He's done it on two accounts. So that's twenty thousand points. But yeah. ten thousand per account. Uh, but Mr. Tushi, can you elaborate, please? Because you made a very good commercial point earlier today when we spoke, and I'd like you to talk about that. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Uh, to complete this this 10K challenge, um, I went online and looked at games that are easy to, ch to achieve to get the 10,000 Microsoft points, which is basically just giving me a Game Pass free for another month anyway. But anyway, yeah, I, ended up buying, I ended up buying three, get four games. They're only like £4 each, and it's a bit of fun. Uh, one was um, the Explorer of the Night, which when I finished the achievements, I still carried on with the game because I absolutely loved it. It's like a little uh, 2D scroller. You're, you're a cat. <laughs> and, um, oh, okay. Yeah. It's good fun, but I, you get a 3,000 gamer score off it, and I'm still on the last boss. I can't freaking beat it. It's solid. Uh, another one I bought. Um, sorry, I already had... Castle of No Escape, but they upgraded the achievements from 1,000 to 3,000, which I went back and done them. I've got 2,800, I think. Uh, from After the podcast last week, we discussed uh, Fractured Minds, didn't we, during the podcast last week? Yeah, yeah, we did, yes. yeah. Um, I ended up buying it, and I completed it just after the podcast, after, well, after a, a, little, a, little, uh, a little go on um, CFEs after going until 3 in the morning. 
But anyway, I completed that game. It took about 20 minutes, something like that. Yeah, so good. If it was only £1.44, it's nothing. It's, it's, a, visual, um, it's a visual, representat- visual representation of uh, anxiety and mental health. Yeah. So what, what I think what I think I found really interesting for Mr. Tushi, just to sort of, uh, is that one, obviously, it's um, this initiative, and probably one for the indie gamer, actually, is uh, it's highlighted the indie games. Um, yep. The indie game scene, um, and massively for ga- generating uh, revenue for games that may not have actually seen any revenue, you know, with uh, with all the Christmas games that are cu- that have just come out and being heavily mm-hmm. discounted over at Best Buy and so on and so forth, and still I'm sure they're discounted in the UK. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's um, it's not just an initiative or a gift or a ge- or a present or or a challenge for us, but I think it's a well deserved. Uh, well, it highlights the indie game sector. And it generates revenue for them. And uh, and if you've enjoyed some of those games, like I have, it's only endeared you further uh, towards indie games, uh, if that makes sense, Mr. Stubbs. And uh, I, I, that's what I think. But I'm, I'd love to hear what everybody else um, has to say. No, you're right. Uh, thanks, Pong Soul. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. Welcome back from the dead. Thanks, thanks for stopping by. Bacon. Baby gaming. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks everyone for stopping by. No, we'll have to get Pong Sol on, Pong Sol on here one day. We will. The Definitely. legend. I was on with Legend last week on the Xbox Ultimate Podcast with uh, Mav and Caitlin, and uh, we had a very nice chat after and played some Halo. So yeah, to get him on nice. at some point, we will. The rising star of the, the, the community, Pong Sol. Halo. Oh, he's bloody, ev- he's bloody everywhere. You, I don't think because did you know that I was playing Halo at the same time as you, Cerebral? Oh yeah, I knew you were there. I kept trying to talk to him and he wouldn't bloody answer. Like, That's exactly hey. why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he couldn't hear me. I thought hey. I'd, get, I'd get up in the end. Hey, it's Wednesday. I don't have to talk to you. It's not yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there was so much chatter going on. I probably missed it every time. Oh, that's pro- that is probably it. That is welcome, video games HD. Ah, free bit. Thanks for stopping by. Excellent video you made earlier. Very high quality. And just to promote something, tomorrow night, same time as the same time as this shows on, I'll be interviewing uh, Mr. Freebit in a Stubscast interview about gaming and animation. So. That should be mm-hmm. good and interesting. What you didn't keep your ass Is there such a thing as a bad indie game, really? I mean, nope. somebody got to. No, like no it. it's right, VJ. In what what indie just put, it also highlights the bad games, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what part, what what aspect of aspect of life or social socialism or. Uh, sorry, social part of your life, uh, communal part of your life, or home part of life, or business or work part of life. You, you come across good and bad, but for me, yeah. I don't want to see the bad side of it. I'm I'm saying that for me, it's highlighted from good things, and I'm sure it's highlighted from bad things. I, oh, I agree. I think what he's referencing to, yeah, is on YouTube. There's a lot of guys that literally, you can buy a game for a couple of quid. It's absolutely rubbish, but yeah. the achievements are p- piece of piss. I think that's what he's getting at. Well, right. I, I, 
Well, yeah. I think there's two mindsets there. You've got one mm. mindset where it's, look, I don't care how good or bad the game is. I just want it to be over quickly. I want to achieve my points, and that's it. Well, mm. I would say that they were never interested in indie games, and they probably never will be. Uh, uh, but there are people that, that like out there like me that want to experience indie games that have got uh, that have kind of been given incentive to try them. And I think, therefore, those right. are the ones that, that are targeted, which may be 10%. Of the of the oh, I don't know I'm just plucking numbers out of thin air here the million people that might strive for the ten thousand points and if and even if ten percent of those if ninety percent of those just using indie games as a as a throwaway tool to achieve those points is absolutely fine but if ten percent a hundred thousand people as I said um, are, are suddenly um, you know fall in love with indie games that's isn't, right, that, isn't that is, isn't that a win? Yes, that's, that's my point. Yeah. Because of Game Pass, I have tried more indie games than I've ever tried in my life. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, Masuku, you have to make it your mission, mate, to try Fraction Minds. And it is in Game Pass, but I seriously just, if you like it, buy is it. it. Is anyone, oh, it was in Game Pass. Has it been removed from Game Pass? It might have been pulled. I think it's been. I think it's come out here because I, oh, I, 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 I just did it. Bam, I had to buy it. Bam 49, Masuku. It all goes to charity. So, you know what I mean? It's a good game. 20, about a 20 minute game or however long it takes you it's worth trying yeah a good example um this one game that i've done as well t- uh, today was bullet beat and it's a little looks like it's a bit like a um a asteroids um sorry a, a space invaders on steroids basically it's absolutely crazy but that game i really enjoy playing it i've I got three thousand gamer score off it and if if a second one came out i'd probably buy it anyway because I, I carried on playing it even after I completed all the achievements as well. Um, but it's, it's opened my eyes to all those lot more smaller games anyway. Like I've bought some today and I'll probably carry on buying them. I really enjoy playing them, actually. So, you know, that's one additional sub to indie games and Cerebral Pull, that makes two and, that, and three is me and Removable Sanity perhaps can make it four. Mm. Uh, me as well. I do try and play... I'm currently trying to play... Uh, I'm I'm playing a game called um, Indie Gamer. Might have heard of it. I don't think many of you lot have heard of it. It's called um, it's called Hollow Knight. I thought you were going to say Edith Finch then. Doesn't, doesn't really sound familiar. <laughs> Hollow Knight. No. no. Must be a Paul Burns indie game, probably. Yeah, it doesn't indie sound indie familiar. Hollow, Hollow Knight. It's it's. it's yeah. Um, I, I think we're going to get into a bit more. I, I think it would be a great game. I think. Hello. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I have a funny feeling. Removable sanity's got a plank of wood, and he's um, pressing, holding the RT button in on his controller, thinking that he might fix it. All Indy was on the back was was, this, was a lot of games. There's a lot of bad games that sugarcoat. Sugar, basically, you put. We're talking about sugarcoating games with, with, with achievements. Yep. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. We've seen that as well. Yep, I agree. To be honest, you, that, that happens regardless of it's indie games, double A games, triple A games. Oh, hell. What you say, you got it now. You're saying you want to play indie games because of the achievements, not because of the game. Well, maybe that's a gateway into indie games. You start off playing for the achievements yes. and you then lead on to a... You, you find something that just clicks with you and before you know it, then 
you know, it, it kind of pushes you towards indie games. You know, um, ev- to get into indie games, everyone has their own unique path. Some will do it because they do it because they know the industry. Some will do it because they've been recommended by a friend. Some will just simply spot something in a magazine or review and think, oh, actually, that looks quite nice. There is many different paths. Um, to, as long as they're getting into indie games, regardless of the path they take, it's exactly. only going to be a benefit to those uh, around. Now, as there is, you're right, there is indie games that will, you know, there'll be a plethora of indie games that are just absolutely awful. But I think that's that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's generally for gaming in, in general. general. There is, you know, bad games regardless. I think at this current stage, especially with, uh, you know, the situation around the world at the moment, you know, anything we can help the smaller developers is going to be a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for at least for me, it's just a, it's a, it's a kind of a, any, what's it? It's not like, you know, a, any torchlight onto indie games is going to be a benefit to some dev somewhere. Um, and hopefully that will then help them progress and continue in their love of gaming and they'll produce even more games, you know, um, that's that's the way I kind of think of it anyway. Yeah, because I don't think it was an intention, you know. Oh, let's put this re- let's put this um, endeavor or reward or offer out there because it'll it'll migrate everybody across to indie games. I just think it's a hassy, happy coincidence. And as and as removable sanity says, is that those vacillating, um, not your sort of vacillating, Mister Tushi, the vacillating triple <laughs> <laughs> A games or big budget games and smaller games, uh, uh, and and I mean vacillating in terms of hesitancy and being undecided. Um, yeah, I'll restrain my language going forward, um, just in case I get <laughs> uh, stand up straight, sir. And um, but yeah, I, I think it's um, it's definitely opening the eyes. It's opened my eyes a bit more than they already were. That's probably not right. Yeah, really it's good. good. It's good to just uh, basically, if you go on the Xbox Store and you buy any game that's from a company called Ratalaki, right? This is the these are the kind of games indie gamers talking. Ratalaki make games; they churn them out for cheap. And they got really easy high-end, effectively high-end flat. Yeah. And that's their main focus for some well, people. Not even high-end asset flips in some cases, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to be fair, uh, for some people, that actually is something they want. They want something that you know. I mean, we could say the same thing about you know um, Tetris. How many different types of Tetris games are there? You could technically say there's a lot of asset flips on that it's the same thing it can be replicated many different ways uh you know candy crush you know there are different games out there that can be collectively asset flips and some people absolutely enjoy those you know they want just three hours that 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 endorphin hit of completing a game in three hours and if they like that style of game you know, it, you know, maybe they, they, they that's what they want. Um, others just use it as a, as you said, an achievement, achievement buffer or achievement boost. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but again, yeah. But I will say one thing: if it's still in Game Pass, which I think it is, and you want to boost your gamer score, go and play an incredible game called "What Remains of Edith Finch." <laughs> oh, yeah. Super. I got a thousand G. Do it. Do it. With uh, speaking of game, what VJ said earlier, um that uh, deliver us to the moon. I highly recommend you play that VJ. Yeah, I'll put it on my list. 
to do after Day of the Tentacle. Yeah. It's been a good topic. I didn't see it go in that direction, but yeah, it's uh, been a good topic. Now, this is a topic. We're not going to talk about the I Twitter debate. Sorry, what, 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 what were you going to say, uh, Mr. Sushi? I think there's some lag here, I think. What were you going to say, mate? I was silent then. That's right, carry on. Here, don't carry um, on. Basically, we're going to just let everyone know and explain probably... Uh, basically, if you want to buy the game called The Medium, you cannot buy a physical disc. Who wants to explain why? Digital only. And one person on Twitter flipped it. We're not bringing it up. <laughs> but if he's if he's bothered but by in it, general, in general, yeah, in most general, indie games yeah. don't have discs. And that's your already. Yeah. Yep. I don't you mind. Know, Services like Steam and, and uh, GOG.com for PC, they don't have digital games for a lot of their titles anymore. It's just the way things are going. You know? Sometimes it's not cost-effective to create digital media. You know? Well, what we seem to appreciate is that a lot of the indie devs, and maybe a lot of people don't realize this, is <laughs> the game's completion sometimes is is to the last pittance the last dollar it is literally right. up to the wires in some cases some people have taken out loans to complete an indie game you know so to expand money on a physical media is just something out of bounds for a lot of indie developers um and in you know so it it, it just a lot of them are, are, are pushed up to the wire and in some cases go into debt just so they can get these games out. Um, you know, when they're more established, then physical media can be done. And we have seen it with some games after the first or two releases, maybe whether it's on PC or on console, uh, normally for a Switch, ironically. Uh, they do seem to then sometimes do physical um, copies of those. But that's normally after, uh, you know, it's been released and if it's been successful elsewhere on other platforms. Mm. So there is there's also special, you know, sometimes they do special uh, special editions, uh, and they normally come out, I think particularly, I know for a fact that there was a game that I was playing, an indie game called Hellpoint. Uh, it was for the console editions and for the PC, is actually uh, digital, and they've only just announced literally this week they're doing a physical version a year later after they released it, a for the ps4 and the um the switch so you know these companies are up to the wire a lot of the times and it's just physically not they, they just don't have the you know, capability in some cases they don't have the funds mostly the funds to take on board that risk and it is a risk because physical media and I mean, I'm a collector of physical media anyway. You know, it is a risk these days. It is so much easier to produce digital media. It can be manipulated. It can be updated a lot easier. With the physical media, you have to go through a lot of... I mean, VJ will be able to clarify this a little bit better than myself. But it will literally... It's a lot harder to produce physical media in terms of the casing, the discs, the writing on the disc, getting it sent out, pushing it to all different distributors... 
that itself is is a, a humendous task, even for the smallest of publishers. Um, so I, I I do think that you know for the indie scene, it actually it doesn't benefit them. It really doesn't benefit them. Now it doesn't mean we that we shouldn't you know we should. I, as I said, I'm a collector. I would like physical media. I am a fan of physical media. When I can get a physical media copy of games, I will do so. But at the same time, it doesn't restrict me from supporting the indie games that cannot do so. In fact, if anything, it kind of makes me glad that I'm able to play these games because, you know, if they had to be pushed down the physical media route, they wouldn't be, they'd have to be pushed to one particular platform. It would restrict them in some format. If they're like, oh, we, you cannot publish this game unless you publish on this platform. They would say, okay, well, what's the biggest platform? PC. Okay, well, it'll be PC. And then that may restrict them, you know, elsewhere. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's uh, may, it's just a bit of an uh, unknown knowledge. Because remember, we're gamers. We're not used to listening to or not understanding how developers do things. You know, the general consumer really doesn't. Uh, they're, they're much more tuned up than they were. But still, the the problems and issues faced by indie developers themselves, specifically, uh, even surprises me now today when speaking to them, the, the, the problems they have to face. And unfortunately, this is just an element that a swathe, a large swathe of them cannot do, regardless of whether they want to. Just the addition of media would take that, you know, that, that $5 game all the time. Yeah. Without a doubt, it would, it would, it would. Yeah. It, and again, it's just again, most of these games, most of the indie games themselves, are pushed to the nth degree. Right. They, you know, they they haven't got, a, you know, two pittance to rub together to try and do this. You know, people are in most cases. The, when you speak to these indie devs, are working three or four jobs. They've got family life, and and they're trying to make a game at the same time, and they're putting everything into this. So. It's just out of bounds for them generally. Um, so I can understand where, you know, why people are saying, well, why isn't there a physical copy? As I said, a physical collector myself, I would love it to be. I'd love to have all physical copies again. But in this day and age, it's just not feasible. You know? And in the end, does it mean the game's any less, is, is worse for it? No. In fact, in some cases, it means they can focus, they can take the money that they would have spent on physical media and use that to potentially polish the game up better. You know, so that's my take on it. <laughs> well, I can and, see it. And, the and they won't end up sitting on stock. That's a exactly. Thing. You know what happened with um, the Outer Worlds uh, on, the, on the Switch? Uh, I can see a lot more doing like that, because they, they released a physical box with the box art and stuff, but inside there was no cartridges, just a download code. Mm. So, so collectors still have their box was they can keep on the shelf, but you just haven't got the um, the cartridge inside. It's just a digital download. So, I think that's a good idea, though. Because people again, that's still, still... That's, well, it's still expensive. I mean, the box yeah, itself it is. is still a, it's, it's still something they have to try identify. I mean, I have seen some of the switches. They actually, as you rightly said, they've got a digital code, and what they might do to supplement that, they almost like have a old school manual stroke background of the game uh in there you know if, if you're really lucky um mm -hmm. but again even just a cover and a plastic box 
is actually still out of bounds for most indie developers. It's just something that they they don't have the the time to do so unless the publisher offers it as a incentive. You know, some some yeah. publishers do do that and oh, say, look, we can provide you a a a physical copy if you come with us. A limited Basically, edition, my already five hundred copies on. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's again. I, I, I for one, as most people know, and I keep baiting on about this. I love my physical media. I love seeing things in line. You know, I'm an old school fart who who likes to look at things, touch things. If I open a case, the first thing I do is smell it. I know I'm weird, um, but it's like you know, it it's it's just I do love that physical media. So I can understand and appreciate the the old school version <coughs> of us gamers still wanting it. Um, but I, I think we do have to appreciate that what the, the amount of pressure and uh, limited funds and time and money and everything that the indie developers have to go through. And it's just, just generally out of bounds for them. Now I'm just picturing you sniffing your cases right now. So. <laughs> Hi from Mav. I know we're out of shop. We're out getting some coffee. When, enjoy your coffee, Caitlin. And Mav, Where's thanks mine? for stopping in. Oh yeah, where's Mr. Tushy's coffee? <laughs> Might be cold by the time it gets there. Very well put though, removal therapy. Indie gamers fully backed what you said. You 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 put it really well. Welcome, AC. Indy knows as well. So he I mean he's obviously, you know, uh, a man who deals and speaks with indie developers as well. So and again, it's just the fact that we as generally as gamers don't probably hear as much about the developers and the struggles they face from the indie scene as we do from your, you know, big blockbuster developers, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> Scratch and sniff games. <laughs> I think that's what we should name a company and we'll, you know, we'll flavor the case. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I don't want to know what the next Leisure Suit Larry Gates game would smell like, though. <laughs> <laughs> Am I missing something? Or is, is, or is uh, Husk drunk? Yeah, Husk does look drunk, doesn't he? It's Husk before. No, I, I disbelieve <laughs> Husk is drunk in any format. That man can take <laughs> an exorbitant amount of alcohol. Oh he's, just, he's just pretending to be drunk. Yeah, I'm pretty sure no, he wakes up drunk. How do we say that name on screen? Um, Which one? Juan Castillo. Juan Castillo. Is it Castillo? No, or Castillo. 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 Just, you are. I think. Pretty sure. Welcome. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Is it you? Who? Is it you? No, of course not. Well, I thought you were <laughs> on a different account. Oscar's still at work, so he can't admit to being drunk right now. <laughs> He's too busy knocking down Fork Boys Gaming's house. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, Infinite. Thanks for stopping by, mate. Right, do you lot like with pretty removable sanity and uh, cerebral, pretty much rounded up the talk on that? Very did they? Very uh, good. That, <laughs> did they? Yeah. <laughs> just a polite. As a polite VJ, wanted to try and elevate into that subject somehow. You can you can have an input VJ if you like. 
Um, <laughs> I, I might go on for a while. That's what I'm worried about. So, uh, nah, carry on. But, um, I, I was just going to say, uh, I think that um, you, you've got to bear in mind since uh, since everyone believes that Ninja Theory is a, is a good studio, Flatter to Deceive comes to my mind. Anyway, that's besides that. It's bearing on the track record. But you'll do well to remember that um, Senua's Saga was built on a very tight budget. And when it was released, I think in 2017, it was a digital release only. And I think it was about 15 months later, I think around Christmas 2018, that it saw a physical release. Uh, once it had recouped its dev cost and made a profit, I think they've got like, um, I don't know if it's like 15 episodes, like they're very short, like five, 10 minute videos in terms of the whole process up until the point, I think, where they released it. Um, so, and now that's the first party studio. And it'll be interesting to see whether that the sequel is all um, digital or whether it comes out physical as well at the same time. But I think that as Mr. Removable Sani was saying, you know, um, it's it's digital is a is a really good way to release a game, especially for an indie studio because Gold Master approval, and I'm just guessing, has probably allowed blooper far more development time rather than waiting to achieve like certification and then making the day one patch uh, which would have been quite more diff quite a lot more difficult and if they are indeed self-publishing and they're launching whether it's half a million units or, or a million units the five to ten million dollars which is uh, an incredible amount of money especially when they're going to have to ship that product out to all sorts using logistics and getting out to all the retailers and those retailers are not going to be paying you cash up front they're going to be paying you 30 to 60 days later and i don't think um a studio blooper size can blooper size can really afford that so i think the digital angle for them um given how you know arduous and risky business um is you know and uh development the development game is right you need to pretty much need a cast iron stomach for it and since um Xboxes, I think it's exclusive, right? I don't know what the period of time frame has struck a deal with Blooper. Um, I think they're well within their rights to secure their company's future first and foremost, rather than take sort of any undue risk. Um, so, so yeah. So, but I, I do understand that um, many may not purchase the medium physically or digitally, but um, but will play it in Game Pass, right? And uh, and and I think that if they're sort of unsure of how the game's going to be received. Um, is also another good reason, you know, to put it in Game Pass and make it digitally available. Because if they were publishing it or using a third party like Activision or wherever just to handle the distribution, they would see far less money, probably closer to fifteen to twenty dollars, right? After Activision or anyone else has taken their cut, and they're more likely to see, you know, closer to forty-two dollars a unit, right? And that, and that, in effect, brings their break-even down by a factor of three or four, I, I would say. Uh, but for collectors like Mr. RS, as he mentioned, um, and, uh, you know, who really appreciates the physical media and wants to collect certain, certain games and so on and so forth, um, I don't see why, you know, um, a short production run on. I think the MOQ is around 3,000, right, for the first, I don't know if it's changed since then, but anything below that is far really, really sort of uh, quite costly, but 3,000 units. So, but, but you never know, right? Sometime in the future, if the game really does do well, it may see a physical release. But I mm. thought... Um, Senua Saga was a really good case in point and that's a first party studio So, well now it is anyway, I know that it wasn't prior to um, the game's release but um, it, as I said it'd be really interesting to see how they handle Hellblade 2 going forward but um, in the meantime uh, to the less well informed to those that are too lazy to sort of bend over and pick up information that is available for everyone on the on the, on the world wide web um, 
So I would just say to them, look, you know, sort of stand up straight, stop dithering about like sort of imbecilic fools because the knowledge is there. You just have to pick it up. Mm. Thank you, VJ. That's very well put. It's because uh, I didn't realise how much of running, um, how costly yeah. even a small amount of disc cost. That's, that's quite interesting, that is. And, and, um, and when you're paying for those discs, um, Sony's not giving oh, you credit. Oh, not giving you credit. You're paying that cash in advance. And so you're laying out, if you're shipping a million units because you want to get the coverage, um, because GameStop's not going to take 500 units. They're going to say, look, we've got 5,000 stores. You've got to send us 20,000 units, right? So even if they end up selling half a million or a million units, unless those games sell, they won't receive payment uh, for that invoice. Because if the game doesn't do well, price protection kicks in. You know, it will be 60 to 90 days till you see any cash. At least selling it digitally, you know, after 30 days, you'll get a statement and you get a check in the post. Well, probably a trans telegraphic transfer from Microsoft. So, so I think it's... For a young studio that's made a few games that hasn't seen massive success and may well do with the medium, they've got to secure their, their company's future. And I think that people should understand that first and foremost. So it's a game of economics. It's not about pleasing everybody individually and saying, hey, here's everything that you ever could possibly want. Because that just dovetails back to people being entitled in, in this in this era and this day and age. And uh, probably Cerebral Paul is probably a lot older and wiser than all of us and you know, knows times before now. You know, I think so. he just called me old. <laughs> I'm old as well, Paul, but you know what I mean. Old and yeah. wise, you know, they kind of dovetail yeah. together, right? And yeah, polite. because a lot goes into it that people don't realize. Cover art isn't free. You know, um, packaging isn't free. None of that is free. It all costs money. It all costs time. You know, you know, and people don't get that. People don't. You know, they think, well, it doesn't cost them. You know, they can get a disc for, you know, thirty cents on the thirty cents per disc. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. You know, no. you know how many discs they have to buy to get that price? <laughs> thousands. Well, not even thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Millions. In some cases, Trillions. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for allowing me, have my, allowing me to have my say, uh, Mr. Stubbs. Sorry, I was trying to move on to the big topic. <laughs> I can see it lasting forever. <laughs> I'll, just, uh, yeah, I'll just hide back down behind Mr. Tushi's sofa. <laughs> well, good, if, you, if you find a vibrator, let us know. <laughs> Welcome, animated evil. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, guy anonymous. Hello, and welcome. I've not seen you before. Is that your friend, Mister Mister Tushi? You were talking about. Oh, by the Where way, Husk, if Mister Tushi doesn't find the vibrator, though, she'll be shopping for a new one. So make sure an Elvis is ready for her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, guy anonymous. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, okay. Is the big topic something pink and fluffy and that makes a vibrating sound? Really, I mean, the big topic is. I'll, I'll say the question, but it's a bit of a multitude of questions. It's <laughs> basically, yeah, it, it went from Lucas, a very small topic to a very big topic. Lucas Film Games returns as the ho official home of Star Wars games and more. But also, this, this news dropped as well. Machine Games is working on a Lucasfilm games, uh, new, new game for Indiana Jones. For, yeah. And also we've got another partnership with Lucasfilm games uh, in partnership with Ubisoft for a Star Wars game. 
So like it's Ooh. all entwined into one topic. But I know a man that's what do you all think of it? I know a man eager to talk about this first is Cerebral Paul. Uh, before we start, have you seen the, the, the message from Guy Anonymous? Uh, it's methological madness. Sorry, mate, for stopping by. <laughs> the bearded man. <laughs> yep. Go on, anyway, Paul, sorry. And then, no problem. So it appears there's a lot going on. LucasArts, as an as a as a gaming label, is going to be reformed. Um, so it looks like we're getting Indiana Jones game from Bethesda, who is tied directly to Microsoft, right? And then let's I get those backwards. And Ubisoft is now working on a Star Wars game, and the contract with EA as of today is no more. So there's a lot going on, a whole lot. Um. And it's all conjecture right now, but it looks like this may have been in the works for a while um, because it doesn't all just fall into place in one day. You know, it, even though all the announcements seem to have come in the last day and a half. Um, yeah. Also, to add, uh, what was the other part of that that looks weird? Oh, um, the old LucasArts team became a small little publisher called Telltale, who then they closed doors in 2018 and were immediately picked up by another company, and they are still functional as Telltale. Um, I don't know how many of the original workers are still there, or are they going back to LucasArts? Are they getting the band back together? To me, there's a lot of conjecture going on, but I think we're going to see a lot of activity in that era because it's Star Wars, it's uh, um, Indiana Jones, and there's a bunch of other titles because the LucasArts uh, catalog actually goes back to 1985 to the Atari 2600 and non-Star Wars titles, including some other stuff. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be watching closely what's going to be happening because I think it's going to be a big deal. And I think um, Microsoft is going to have their, or Xbox is going to be heavy into all this stuff, actually. I don't, I can't say it's going to be um, uh, exclusive, but the, the Indiana Jones game probably will be. You know, we don't, we won't know that for a few months. And any other the games that they're kind of tied into depends on how the deals are drawn. I mean, Xbox could become the, the LucasArts uh, main main push, the main console for LucasArts, Xbox and PC, which would go well, back to their... There's been a few uh, LucasArts um, games going game into Game Pass, isn't there? Yeah, Monkey Island, that's the game I was telling you about. Yeah. I couldn't think of. Yeah, Monkey Island is amazing. Darth Praxis just mentioned it. Yeah, that, that's the game I played years ago. Monkey that's Island has been on Game Pass previously, or a game for oh, I missed it. Um, <laughs> and Game Pass, they just picked up Day of the Tentacle, Full Throttle, and um, Grim Fandango. Mm. Those are all LucasArts titles that were previously on PlayStation, by the way. So, full yeah, full Throttle was my childhood. Yeah, I love Full Throttle. Great game. I had, I had it on PC as a kid. I used to be on it all the time. Yeah. Isn't that the setting on your rubber stick? <laughs> <laughs> Just about. Sorry, Mr. I, I remember on Full Throttle when I was a child. I used to be stuck on the um, that one part, you know, where you're at the gas station where you got to get the uh, the fuel and, and so oh, on. Yeah. I got stuck there for, for months and months and months as a kid because you didn't you, you didn't have YouTube or anything did you to find out how to do it? No, and I couldn't figure out how to go yeah. down the road, 
get them to some come down. Those, and then... Some of those old games actually did have hidden phone numbers you could call. Well, you had to wait for your the next the next month's magazine, which would then give you you know someone <laughs> spotted something and all yeah. they give you a guide. And you, so yeah, well, it was nineteen ninety five. That was out, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, about there. And I'm hoping I'm actually hoping this is just my pipe dream because with the release of Star Wars Squadrons, I'm hoping to see a return of the X Wing Tie Fighter series because the, the flight mechanics are pretty much identical to those games from the 90s, early 2000s. And I played hours upon hours of those games, and I'm hoping that's what this means. The, nine, the good old 90s, Paul. <laughs> yeah, 90s when I was already over 20. Yeah. <laughs> Young and handsome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a little so that, struggling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's my that's my take on it. I'm I'm nothing but thrilled for this. I'm going to be keeping an eye on it every day because this, this has me psyched for more better Star Wars games. And I know uh, Stubbs posted. Well, you know, EA has said, well, we're, we're we're looking to have a long continuing relationship. Yeah, that it, it was kind of vague, and I I really if they yeah, do, right. yeah, it was if, if they do, it's gonna it's gonna be um, few and far between. Okay. Um, as they say, right? Competition, um, yeah. competition um, breeds competence, right? And hopefully, um, that will with EA. I, I, I've very, I've very rarely seen. Well, actually, I've never seen actually whether it's been with any of the big major um, licensors um, that anything is ever exclusive, and and they, they they just don't put those wording in the contracts. And I, I think that EA, I think is it. I was surprised at how little EA have done with Star Wars over the last eight years, um, and I a think that, and I think that the minimum guarantee, uh, whatever that was, it was a hundred million, two hundred, whatever, is normally paid out um, during the course of the actual um, contract. So whatever the ter- whatever the guarantee is, and whatever the contract term is, the, the guarantee is divided by the number of years. So um, I, I don't even know if EA have actually made any money from from the deal. Uh, which will be interesting to know. But um, I think that the brand's far too big. The universe is far too big um, just to be placed in the hands of electronic arts that, that it's not their bread and butter in terms of content that they make. So, uh, so yeah, I'm all for it. If it provides Who's farting? Yeah. Oh, no, my dogs are going nuts. Hey! Sounds like a, like a dry wet fart. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> first little girl. Um, let me add to that. that yeah. Over eight years, the game didn't do a whole lot. I mean, seriously, they they almost sat on the titles, and I'm not sure why. Because uh, that's good or bad. They're cash cows. I, I, have, to, I have to. Star Wars is massive. I, Paul makes a Paul makes a good point because I was discussing this with Mr. Tushi when we were talking about how uh, Perfect Dark came about. Obviously, uh, GoldenEye produced by Rare. Um, they couldn't continue with the license because EA came along and picked it up and. Um, and that's what they do. They, they, and a lot of people do that in a lot of different businesses, licensing, whether it's toys, commercial products, or whatever, where they pick up licenses just so that competitors can't have it or can't produce content in that name. And uh, sometimes it's far easier for them to stifle competition by sitting on on on, pro, on proprietary licenses. And it happens all the time in all in all sorts of businesses. So, but EA have always been like that, haven't they? They've been uh... well. There's it's the, the old meme, isn't it, where Death's knocking on about four or five doors. And you see, the, you know, the previous, you know, 
<laughs> franchises they've killed yeah, well, <laughs> simply I've, by I've, acquiring I've, them. <laughs> Epic, have, Epic have done it with game engines. They've seen competitors, and, and uh, I've seen them do it, but they've brought up uh, sort of up-and-coming, you know, breath of fresh air that could be potential uh, competitors for Unreal 3 back in the day where they'd sort of buy them, it now. give them the license and, and shut them down. I mean, the problem with EA is that um, regardless of, you know, how you, what sort of level of integrity you provide them, uh, and no matter when they have a, you know, a specific rise, you know, in the case of, uh, is it Fallen Order? Um, you know, they, they're just, they're just really good, uh, 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 sort of viciously eroding away any integrity or, uh, or points of recognition that they gain, you know, um, and then they're okay with it because they have their staple, um, their staple sort of uh, titles or license, license-based titles. And, uh, you know they're they're uh, they're surviving. Um, you know they 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 kill what they eat, so to speak, with those with those franchises. And um, I don't know. And, and perhaps this is something that EA does need um, because for sure they've got the they've got the funds. And I'm not saying because they've got the funds they should spend it. Because first and foremost they should manage their business properly. And I think that's that's the number one. And if they're not good at producing um, content based on licensed content or starving. And and, and um, LucasArts or Disney, whoever's actually you know sort of signing this off and saying, look, you're star- starving. In the last eight years, you've actually starved this section um, of uh, of customers, right? Whether it's video games or whatever, from um, from from Star Wars video gaming content. And since there's been such a huge spike in video games, you know, we're going to have to open this up because it's just not good business for us as Disney. And uh, as your contracts contract states, it's non-exclusive. Um, and we'll be going open from now. And um, I think they've made the decision, and EA have got nothing other to do, other to do other than continue the way that they are. And is Fallen Order got a sequel coming? Uh, I do not know. Uh, there are rumors, but there's been nothing no. solidified yet. No. Um, interesting thing about that. I, I wonder if EA is kind of kicking themselves, going, "Oh shit, look what Fallen Order did." You know, but EA really had nothing to do with that, as far as I'm concerned. I, I think. That game came a gap. I saw your comment, Paul, about that earlier. I think I, I know. I get your sentiment that they were left alone, but I think they were left alone because that game was made uh, under the the, the value that uh, Vince has got in the bank with EA, where he hasn't put a foot wrong, and, right. um, and they and they can't impede on what he wants to do. And I, I really enjoyed God of War three, and I thought the director was fantastic in Stig Asmussen, and because he was on the project. I'm not a Star Wars fan, but it piqued my interest in the game, and I played it on Mr. Tush's recommendation as well. But, but yeah, I, I'm agree with you, Paul. As long as Vince and uh, his studio um, that he's in charge of doesn't put a foot wrong, EA won't intervene. But, uh, but you know, EA, right? Never say never. Right, because you know, EA has basically. I'm not a big EA fan. They've they've poisoned every title they've got their hands on, or at least most of them at this point. Either through microtransactions or, or in the case of their sports game, every year is the same. You know, to the point to where they forget to change shit from nineteen, you know, from two thousand nineteen to two thousand twenty. Seriously. Well, let's face it. This is a company that's was it. It's won the worst corporation for what three years in a row or so or three <laughs> times or something stupid like that. I mean, yeah. that should tell you something, isn't it? Really, that should yeah. say, you know. If 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 you're being voted as the worst company numerous <laughs> uh, times, that should tell you something. The sad thing is, if you go back in their history, they started out strong. They started out really, really well. Has anybody yeah. played Knights of the Old Republic? I'm just referring to a comment by Pong yeah. Sol in the chat. Oh, Knights of the Old Republic was amazing. 
Nope. Oh, you mean Whatever the multiplayer is. game? I'm not sure which one he's referring um, It says the Star Wars RPG, uh, Night of the Old Republic. Yeah, I always get those confused. The, the, both of the online tries for Star Wars have been kind of crappy. So. Yeah. I'm just worried. I'm concerned if Mr. Stubbs is falling asleep or if he's awake. No, I'm not. No, he's asleep. asleep. You look. <laughs> It's not Sorry. a subject I'm well versed on, you see, and everyone else thinks he's well versed there. Not me. I'm just yeah. making it go along. To me, Star Wars works better as a single-player, story-driven set of games. Not mm. a, you know, they were working on one called Thirteen Thirteen, and I'm hoping this re reformation of LucasArts brings that back because that looked like an incredible story. It was circled around um, Boba Fett. It was hot again, by the way. We may see it. Not a subject I'm well versed on, you see. And everyone else thinks pretty well versed there. Not me. I'm just making. <laughs> what happened there? Oh, sorry. Is that you? No, it's just I just got confused. My my head's not quite there. I'm just trying to watch um the the uh, the comments TV. in the YouTube. Yeah, as well as sort of listening. <laughs> oh, say what the hell? Yeah, I'm just checking you were awake. Sorry. No, I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, I keep telling him it's bigger than Star Wars. It really is. If you, you know, there's going to be a lot of other titles that are affected that are under the LucasArts banner. Yeah. Star Wars is just the one everybody knows, but like Indiana Jones is is there. I don't actually think that'd be a big game, but yeah. would you say that when they bring Indiana that- Jones, Martin, is there is there a film coming out anytime soon? Yes, Indiana Jones 5. When did, did <laughs> you know when this is coming out? I think two years, I think. I would say Ooh. they would tie that in. Yeah, I think that's it. Released. Yeah, yeah I should remember. Not yeah, I think this is... is We're uh, just saying it will drop this at is the last one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah know. it better be. He's like 106 years old. Well, what I'd love... I'm hoping it will actually... If they're really clever... They'll do a Sean Connery-esque sort of type style one where it'll yeah. be him and his son or something. And he'll be well, he'll take on the Sean Connery-esque sort of style of, you know. <laughs> well, Crystal Skull was supposed to be the handoff to Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that didn't work out. Oh. Crystal Skull was yeah, I, it was, yeah. <laughs> no, but I don't think he's, he's quite cut out for that role, is he? Um, is anybody interested or anyone have a preference whether the game should be a first-person game or a third-person action-adventure? Third. Third. I, I actually prefer third-person. That's really yeah, interesting. I, I want to play it. Well, it depends on the genre of game, isn't it? Right. If it's going to be a Tomb-style Raider sort of game, then third-person does provide you with fantastic vistas, ability to look at clues... Or if you are, you know, if you're going down the first person, is it, is, we don't know if it's a first person shooter up that could go down like the perfect dark route, you know. Um, it's, I, I can't see Indiana. No Jones one says first person shooter. Yeah, I, I just find it really hard to connect with the character through. Hello. Oh. Mm-hmm. Stop um, his own now. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I, I think removable sanity is it's um it's one of those where it's an iconic character and really I, I just. I'm finding it hard to imagine as a first-person shoot, and I was almost thinking, is it going to be first-person and third-person, per- third you know, sort of depending on what it is you're doing in the game. But I think I have to go with Paul and uh, with Mr. Tushi 
um, that it, it, because it's a character based, you know, an iconic character, it, it should be the third person action adventure game. Well, you want to see it. You want to see this. It's popular in the chat. Pong Soul says third person. Dreadpool says third person. Anyone else on third person chat or first? Well, can, I, you imagine, can you imagine playing Tomb Raider as a first person? It'd be a nightmare. Oh, <laughs> or <if it's> <laughs> Um, the reason why I ask, I don't know if Machine Games have ever made a third-person action adventure and uh, sort of um, is it going to be up to the level of like Tomb Raider and Uncharted? That's what I'm hoping for and, and, and a type of product that um, the Xbox series, Xbox sort of the gaming community has been crying out for. So it's, I think it's actually quite an important announcement, but I just don't know um what the uh, conceived sort of idea or plan or concept is for the game and that's what i thought i'd just sort of bring it up i i, I do think if, if i like what skyrim did i've been playing skyrim again um you can actually switch between first and third i actually like that because certain situations call for certain views so i actually wish more games would do that because sometimes i want to see my character and i want to see what's around him your microphone keeps going quiet Paul, when I when I talk, I my feet kick me back a little bit, and I do end up scooting back. It's uh, oh, okay. it's part of my thing. It just oh, okay. that's fine. Um, another example is um, one like for example, Cyberpunk. Um, thank God they put third person view on the cards that you can change to. Yeah, so in, in the just put, he's getting sick of it on Twitter now. I'm going to have to sue this indie guy for stealing my name. <laughs> it's all over Twitter. They're all talking about indie. Yeah. <laughs> that just reminds me of Paul's comment on Gaming by the Box. I want you to know the Clint Eastwood one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Clint Eastwood one? Yeah, that was fun. That was when Colt was on there, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, they introduced Colt and I, 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 uh, I, I chatted out. Cole, you said it was Clint. I'm out of here. <laughs> he thought it was um, funny. But with, with with Cyberpunk, they look like um, yeah. I think that, that I wish they'd have put a complete third person as well. It's like GTA Five. It's, well, it's, it's nice to get the first well, person, but it's better sometimes to have third. If you know what I mean. The camera, the camera's there. Actually, they have found that the fact it was going to be implemented, or the option, what the option's there. It just hasn't been fully, um, because modders have found the code for it. Yeah, so yeah. I suspect it's one of those things that it was. We need to get this done, and it's like, what can we put in the back burner? The third person view. You know, yeah. you know that that is because if you look at the way your character is, and look at the way your character dresses, um, you, even when you if you see you're riding a bike, you can see that there is the element for it to be happening. So it yeah. is there. It's yeah. just the fact that unfortunately, I think it was one of those things. It was a de decision. What do we get rid of? What do we hold back? Yes, and the and the. The animation system for a third-person game, they don't have the best tools for that. And secondly, holding all those animations in memory as well would have had an effect on the performance in the game and on all that sort of good stuff. But a third-person animation system, I mean, Sony do it really, really well. Um, Square Enix do it well, but it's, I'm hard-pushed. I mean, Ninja Theory uh, as well, but I'm hard-pushed to, to think of other studios um, that I've got you know, sort of cutting edge um, 
third person um, third person um, gaming gaming tools or um, and so on and so forth and and even more so um, sort of developing a system like that is, takes a, takes a lot of time um, and again um, you know sort of, sort of opening doors and going upstairs and all that sort of stuff it's, it's a huge endeavor right so I think first person games are easier to make. Um, but I, I, I do get the sentiment um, uh, or the point that Mr. Tushu is making. I mean, I, I tried to play the whole game, motorbikes, cars, everything in FPS. Um, I really didn't really use the third-person mode, but I, I can understand why it's there, right, to sort of, sort of make the uh, gameplay a bit more seamless or easier to sort of uh, navigate around the world and so on and so forth. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they, if they put the third person in with the, um, the, the um, Series X patch. Mm. They finally get everything updated. Would you like to see that, Mr. Sanity? A third person? Uh, for me, I'm actually enjoying... Uh, yeah, I am there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I actually quite enjoy the first person aspect to it. I, For me, it does help me... I mean, the bike riding. I bike anyway, so that, that's a perfect image. The only thing I think for me I find I have a little bit of an issue with is the camera view, where the... The, the eye line view is when you're looking, when you're sitting inside a car, it, it looks like I feel like I'm a toddler driving a car. You know, the steering wheels, so the, the screen itself is so high up, it needs to drop down a few things. So I kind of feel like I'm trying to look over my steering wheel just to see where the hell I'm going. Um, that's why I normally use the third person for that. The bike, on the other hand, is a perfect setting. They've done it, they've got that down to a pretty much a T. I'm very happy with that. But in terms of a third person, yeah, I think it'd be great to have it. I think I'd still play with it in first person because mm -hmm. it helps me, you know, I think it helps me engage a little better with the characters. Um, mm -hmm. When I'm speaking to the characters individually, I can see their facial animations. I can see what they're trying to convey. A third person, you're set back. So unless it's a cut sequence, you don't really, you can't see what's going on that well. So um, it's, it's if it's an option, it's great. I'm not going to say, you know, not don't have it. Definitely. Options are always great, isn't they? They are. Exactly. I've just seen some breaking news. Uh, apparently, oh. you know, Take-Two were meant to buy Codemasters, but EA bought, uh, beat their bid. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Take-Two have completely removed their uh, bid. Mm. For the uh, They've removed it. They're not, they're not interested in uh, acquiring it anymore. Mm. Mm. What nothing at all, or or just just inquire, acquiring uh, no, codemasters to take to remove their bid completely from codemasters, basically wow. giving up and they're letting EA buy them. So there's no one else oh, buying dear. them now. So just be EA. So if they haven't got the Star Wars franchise, obviously EA is focusing on um, codemasters. Yep. So that's if they haven't got no more Star Wars, that's why they're not bothered. You know. hey, at, least, at least that means the future uh, Formula One games are going Game Pass. <laughs> That's, uh, it is. Mm, they they will go into trials and they will go into the vault. Uh, the vault, but new games will still. Be oh, that's no, so I mean. Yeah, in time it will come. To, will come to Game Pass in the. In it the will eventually be in Game Pass, but the sense that people say all Codemasters games will be in Game Pass, not technically. No, no, no. Be a trial, and then if it is a new game, it will be uh, you have to pay for it or a trial. And then once 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 it's a year or so old, 
EA might put it in the vault then, you know. But in essence, yes, it will somehow go in there, you know. That that acquisition might take quite a while to go through as well, you know. These things do. Yeah, the tech the beloved EA getting hold of Codemasters. I know you're a big fan of EA. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, number one fan. Oh, he's yeah. bought shares. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I needed something to wipe my butt with. Um, <laughs> saying uh, that though, did you make a funny point there. Did you see Mr. Tushi's video shared? Where the woman's trying to wipe her boobs. And you're going to uh, how's this going to work? We've been wiping your ass and your ass for years. Like we were made me laugh at it. EA is infamous for buying titles and burying them. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. It will. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, waiting about a year for stuff to go on the game path, that's about what they do. EA waits about a year, just like with all their other games. After it's been out a year, they dump it to their, their quote, vault, and then it's available online for the rest of us. Isn't Didn't they hint that Squadrons is going in there soon? What's that? Didn't they hint hint on uh, Twitter that the um, the Star Wars Squadrons is going to get that would be involved. a good that would be a good idea. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that would be a very good idea. Yeah, they, they was, need uh, to more interesting. Squadrons is a great game. It really is. Um, it is. It shocks me. I must admit. <laughs> yeah, you definitely need a light stick or a joystick for it, though. For me, it doesn't work well with the controller with all the controls they have. It's a little bit convoluted, isn't it? Where you got to try and yep. up your shields, loot, drop your up your up your yeah. speed, or you know, put your damage up a little bit. Yep. That thing I kind of was a little bit. But once you get used to it, I suppose obviously it's a little bit harder for you, um, cerebral. Yep. But for yeah, once you get, I mean, I found it a little bit different. Once you get used to it and you memorize what you're doing, yeah. it's not so bad. Um, but yeah, I was actually quite surprised about how how good it was. You know, it was like when I first saw, you know. Uh, um, the full, was it the Fallen Order, the Jedi, uh, the A, uh, the A uh, um, game, Fallen Star Wars Order. game, Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. Yeah, I yeah. was like surprised they made that. I was like, really? That's because they didn't. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, they they you know <laughs> they let someone with better. Thing is with EA, some of the games could come earlier if Xbox exchanged money. You know, they could have a version that, say, say, because it's in Game Pass and it goes into the vault, there could be certain games, because it's tied in, they could make sure that specific game only works on the Xbox uh, Game Pass um, EA Play deal. If, if, they, mm. if they wanted newer games to come quicker, they could do a deal like that. Not yeah. saying they will, but you don't know, do you? But just like um, EA, you know, we have we have their we have the EA we have some of their stuff available on Xbox, uh, but they're the PC side is still not available, you know, to the Game Pass people. That no, side, no. that side's still not working. So I thought that was fixed by now. No, not yet, not to my knowledge. It's not until EA says yay, we're going to do yeah. it. <laughs> but it's not it, simple as that. But now that they don't have the exclusivity for the Star Wars stuff, yeah, I could see squadrons hitting the pass relatively soon. Mm. I'm uh, to be honest, when that game came out, um, I pre-ordered it. Um, 
I played it for a few hours. I've done the first couple of missions or something. Then I think I can't remember what I was playing as well. Some other big games. I ended up never going back to it. And I still haven't touched it since. I have yet to play with it online with friends. I, I love the game, but I I can never get lined up with people to play it with me. Yeah. How how big is the? Do you know how big the um the lobbies are in that game? Um. Well, the 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 the, the fights I believe are five on five. Mm. Um, I'm thinking for game night this all. Yeah, we'd have to, we could look into that. We could look into that. Yeah. Because I believe there's cross-play I can play on PC while other people are playing on the Xbox and so on. Ah, oh, so you get the advantage of the flight stick. Yeah, well, I believe <laughs> the flight stick also works on the, on the Xbox, too. The series. I know, I know, I know. I'm only joking. Uh, I think you've all got their thoughts on the uh, the Lucas Games fil- film game. I diverted it, sorry. Has everyone got their opinion on the uh, Lucas Films Games deal thing? Yep. I thought it was going to be a massive topic. It weren't. Well, I thought you'll be fighting each other over it. Somebody wake you up over there. <laughs> I guess some of us. Uh, uh, sure, it's, uh, I'm. I'm. We'll see what happens. You know, it's 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 a good it's a good thing to hear. Yeah. But you know, as with everything, yeah. uh, a thirty second CGI trailer tells you nothing. No. And at the end of the day, I'm still being skeptical. I hope for God it's a good game. But I am not going to put. I'm not going to give it any more thought until I see some gameplay. Yeah. Maybe I'm cynical. Maybe I, maybe, you know, maybe people classify me as realistic no. or cynical or whatever. Uh-oh. I think at this stage it's great news. But I want, and, then, and that won't happen for another couple of years. So it's to me, it's it's out of sight, out of mind. Um, until I hear something concrete or see things about it, because we don't know the teams behind it. We don't know. Yeah, the funding behind it, we don't know. Do you, I mean, let's look at like the last couple of years for some games. If we go by trailers, how many times have we heard, oh, this trailer was thrown together and we still had no idea what the game was going to be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know I'm sounding exceptionally cynical at the moment. Please don't think I am. It's just that at the moment, until I hear more about it, I'm pleased, but I'm not excited until I see a bit more information about it. Because at the end of the day, you said we don't know if it's third person, first person. It could, for all I know, it could be something like um, Gwent. (laughs) (laughs) I think think you're spot on, Removable. And I'll I'll tell you something else. I think you're spot on with everything that you've said, um, uh, Mr. Sanity. But um, I, I don't know if you felt the same way, guys. But when I saw the trailer, it kind of felt to me it was just a segment of a. Of a of a larger concept trailer that was probably put together for the team and and to get approval, you know, to, to sort of get the license and stand up multiple. Um, yeah, it just felt a smaller small piece of a of a bigger picture, um, so to speak. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, I think there's more to it than that. Maybe we'll see more of it in the future. But and again, I think you're right, VJ. But remember, I picked up on what Stubbs says. We don't know if this is being tied into the film. I don't know. I don't, I think those days are over. Uh, if it is, that's 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 even that puts it further down the pecking order for me. Uh, even further. Yeah, I know exactly what. Yeah, exactly the thing. You know, it kind of worries. The moment I hear, oh, it's uh, going to be in conjunction with a film. I'm like, oh, this yeah, may many, not go well. Many, Unless I get to punch Shia LaBeouf in the face. If I get to punch Shia LaBeouf in the face, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, um, 
yeah, I, I think that I, I'm. I don't know. Maybe Paul can answer this. Um, he's a lot wiser than us. But when was the last time there was a successful movie game tie-in? Uh, Mad Max. Uh, yeah, Mad Max. Mad Max would be it. Then, then based on the Mad, Mad Max. Max. And in fact, do you know what that would? That game deserves a sequel. But when you yeah. hear the history and background of that game and the hell development they went through, it will never be made. But no. dear God, that was probably the only one I know of in recent history that hit the feel and stride. In fact, for me, it was actually better than the the, the, the film. I love the film it, too. It, so that's gotta it, be. It, I mean, the film was good for me. I, mean, I, I, like, I really like the originals, um, but the game tied so perfectly well. The, the ethos, the the background, the dirt, the gritness of it, you know, it just tied so perfectly in with the originals that I was like, damn. And it's and, and even today, it's still one of my favourite games that I still play with now. And I'm not a, by any means, person who likes driving games, but that was spot on. <laughs> Sorry about that. My um, router decided to reboot. It did. Wonderful. And your pooter or your router? My router. <laughs> what did I did... miss then? Uh, we were basically talking how about you're going to uh, basically give all of us a raise for next week's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like double, our salary, double our salary from um, zero dollars to... Uh, yeah, cookies. Oh, a double cheeseburger. UK chocolate. I'll give you my address. You can you can ship me some UK chocolate. <laughs> I, I work for chocolate. That's right. So, um, but yeah, I'm with you, Sanity. It's it's a, it's a lot of nothing at the moment, other than uh, the hype or the nostalgia feeling and factor and uh, what it potentially could be. But we have no clue what it is going to be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, don't um, please, please don't to the gamers out there. Please don't detract from feeling hyped about the game. Please do. No. Um, I'm just at the same time. Please temper your expectations until we hear a little bit more about it. Yep, definitely. I, I will say one last thing about the LucasArts thing. Just remember, if all of this comes to fruition, remember you heard it here first from Cerebral Paul. Okay, I don't want like King, what's his name, getting my credit again. Okay. I, <laughs> I called this two days ago before the news broke. You can look at the DMs. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, you you got to try and use your your in you know your yeah. hidden <laughs> hidden talents to try and hint the Lucas Darts to, to maybe do a Medal of Honor game. Oh, you know, actually, I do have connections. I'll throw that out there. <laughs> oh God, what, Medal of Honor game. Does, <laughs> what the hell happened there? He's got his birthday stream on. Oh. Uh, <laughs> He's what is he fifty today? Fifty? Yeah, I think he's fifty today, isn't he? Forty-six. He doesn't know I'm playing it on the show. No. Oh dear. Does tell him, tell this is my show for all of us. <laughs> Yeah, it's because it's, 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 it's his birthday stream at the minute. He's forty-six today. He's probably got Sam Fox on it with him. <laughs> Sam Fox and the Adventure of the Savaloys. Oh dear. <laughs> Speaking of that, Stubbs, what's the next topic? A topic that you were interested in, in the fact that uh, yeah, PlayStation have retired the. Uh, 
the kill zone IP, and you were very interested in that. Oh, yeah. I I know, Jimmy, for me, it was one of my favourite franchises for the PlayStation. And the here they've killed that off, or at least pushed the pause button. Yeah. Is kind of heartbreaking for me. It was. It was a. It was a very much. At least I felt it was very much an underrated franchise. Um, it, you know, it had some fantastic uh, actors in it. It had some fantastic storylines, and it also uh, original the original Kill Zone upped a few ideas which had never been done before. You know, different paths of where you could be. You know, you could go through and, and play and see in different characters. It was a of great franchise and the multiplayer when they brought that in it was really really good so to hear that sony has kind of just gone yeah we're gonna either pause i mean i I, they say they've stopped like we need to hear whether that what actually what they mean by stopped whether it's paused or that's it it's no longer and I think I tweeted out. I said, as like I said, if 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 the case case is, they've tweeted out and they've said, look, this is no more. We are just no longer interested in this franchise. Pass it to someone else. So you know, please do pass it to someone else who will take this franchise and continue it, because I think it's a franchise that doesn't deserve to be left on the shelf. But then again, you know, as I said, it's one of my favourite franchises from the PlayStation. I'm a little bit biased. Um, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of um, Killzone. Um, I don't see Sony relinquishing the IP. They never do. Uh, if they were ever going to relinquish any IP, I think they would have done it. Done so from the uh, from the Quantic, D- Quantic uh, Dreams um, business mm-hmm. model um, deal that they had. But as far as I understand, they still retain the Heavy Rain and Detroit become human IPs. Um, and uh, the way you feel about that game um, is the way that I. I've sort of pined for um, uh, Square Enix um, to sort of surrender. Um... I think um, um, Sleeping Dog. I, I wished um, Chris. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is another, yes. another great franchise that was. Uh, uh, we actually had it. We actually got given it on go- and go- games with gold about six months, eight months ago. Yeah, fantastic! Another fantastic, yeah, a fantastic franchise again. That was, yeah. you know, and that's one of the. It's got the driving. It's got the combat. It's got the environmental combat. It's got the storyline. It's got the music. It's got the activities. Uh, oh, yeah. And um, uh, driving the cars, I, I find it so much more better and. Uh, um, accessible than, than Grand Theft Auto, uh, where the cars just seem to just float and slide. Um, <laughs> and, and it just made me, I mean, it, uh, of course, it never had the GTA budget, but in terms of what it did do on a smaller scale was, was incredible. And uh, But it felt, it felt like it when you was playing the game, though. Yeah, incredible, absolutely incredible. And I think the failure of that game was trying to do what they tried to do next, which was trying to make it an MMO or whatever it is, a multiplayer game online where they should have just stuck to Sleeping Dogs too, but I think they were overly ambitious and it got shut down. But it, yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I can understand, you, you know, um, your sort of uh, passion and emotion and um, connection with, um, uh, with uh, Killzone. But um, do you, I mean, you know, it gives me a vibration that Sony have kind of parked it pretty much like they did. um, What was the shooter uh, from um, Insomniac that people were... Resistance. 
resistance where people are arguing that that will make a comeback. So um, I'm just wondering if it's on the same resistance. Boat. Well, look, I, I mean, for me, believe a uh, resistance for me was a, it was a, it was a split. Some liked it, some didn't. Yeah. With Killzone, it kind of got better and better until the very last one when it just disappointed a lot of people. And I think, if I remember correctly, it didn't do exceptionally well in the sales. And I think it was one of those times where they did a very good flashy trailer for it. And then it failed to live up to the trailer that. itself. The PS3, the PS3. But isn't it? But I, I meant in the terms of not in terms of people liking or disliking the game, but it's kind of been parked in the same sort of um, car park as uh, Resistance, where we'll just park that over there for now because we're not really doing anything with it. Um, it may, yeah, and, maybe it's one of those things they're going to hold yeah. in the vault and then it'll come out 10 years later down the line. I, I mean, uh, I hope so. Perhaps, perhaps. But. Um, what still kind of like surprises me is that a studio um, which everybody had high hopes for for 15 years or whatever made a shooter and uh, they were good at, <laughs> they were actually pretty, they were okay at it, but their, but their, but their uh, skill set was actually <laughs> in a completely different in, in genre, which is quite, which is quite funny. Really. That was it. Yeah. And, and that's what I, I was, I was surprised about it for me. I, the, yeah. For someone that, you know, that weren't specializing in shooting, I found the multiplayer brilliant. It was so accessible. I, it was one of my uh, favourite multiplayers, which was a weird one because, <laughs> you know, I, I managed before, you know, you know, uh, some of the, the more modern day shooters, you know, the multiplayer shooters like Battlefield. Now, it was one of the things that I would sit hours on the end to play on. And it just felt great. Um, again, it's one of those things. I think it's, you know, certain franchises are being kept behind or just parked. And I hope they make a comeback because, you know, we keep hearing saying, oh, we know, let's find new games. Well, if there's franchises just sitting there collecting dust, yeah. why not let someone take the risk with them and try? Yeah. What have you got to lose? Yeah. There's a group when you hear that IPs have been parked because that's what happened with Gears of War. Epic Games parked it and then Microsoft acquired it. You know? With, with Killzone. You know, that well, was the best, the best thing Epic Games ever did for them financially. And now for worth $17 billion now. So, you know, yeah. or Fortnite, but you know, I know Unreal Engine. Unreal Engine. Mm. So, she was saying? With Killzone, was the last, was it Shadowfall? Was that the last one? Yeah, yeah, Shadowfall was the last one. Is that one. the one that was launched on PS4 at the start of the gen? Yes. Yes. Right. Um, I've, I've got and... it. I've played it but i couldn't i couldn't get into it. it that was it that was the irony i think it had a because the, the strangeness about it was that the third one i think it was either the third one previously was supposed to tie up the storyline and in the end it didn't <laughs> it just did another continuation of like what's going to happen um mm. uh, and it was getting a little bit tedious at that point they really should have just you know finished the storyline and looked into opening the other next game in, with different, you know, the different law opening up with somewhere else, like, you know, Gears is trying to do at this current stage, you know, they're trying to open it up and expand the law in different areas and, there's a lot of, there's a lot of documents, there's some documents that have come to light about Gears. We know how they bought that Gears pop out. We all know whose idea that was. Well, it was Rod <laughs> Ferguson's stupid idea and it failed. It's been shut down this year, and it is a big belief that documents have leaked that 
I know you don't want to hear this. There is a Gears Battle Royale coming, but it's not what you think it is. It's more like a big team battle, like the COG versus, like, if I say, for instance, the COG versus the Locust, but you could also be, but you could actually play as a Brumac. It like that, that that kind of battle royale to try and hey, they took to play. yeah that's what we were talking about a couple you know yeah and uh, we, we, I, I mentioned I, that didn't I yeah, <laughs> they've nicked my idea the swords <laughs> well, it's not official but more and more is coming to light how they shut down that and now there's more talk about I mean, obviously the, a lot of the gears coming against the battle royale but then a lot of the top gears YouTubers said right we're still connected yeah. Gears isn't growing. Yep. Multiplayer isn't growing. We need we, we need to change it up. We can still keep the old modes. We need to bring something, a new mode or something. Yeah, you need you, you, you fresh take on it. Even if it means changing the mechanics slightly, just to get them players in, because it's stagnant. It's not it, like SAS Shadows was I was talking to on my um and Raw on the Stubscast. Even they were saying they need something to bring new players in because it's not growing. It's never going to be big if they didn't. They tried, they said escape mode was a good try, but it wasn't enough, you know? Well, I think I said to you about what, what some of the ideas I, I mentioned for Horde uh, and, you know, what different options they could do on the previous podcasts, you know. There, there is options there. It's whether or not they're willing to take the risk. Now, yeah. it sounds like uh, with Hive Busters, they have taken that risk. They've tried something and they need to keep doing things like that where maybe it's even if it's just a DLC, it's like, would this mode try out work it? People like it, don't like it, try something else. I was gonna you say, know, I, I just finished Hive Busters yesterday, and that needs a sequel. That needs. Oh, oh yes. Does that mean oh, you complete? Does that mean you completed Gears Five? Yeah. Right. Next week's topics. I know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> what what Gears, Gears Five? Edith Finch. Yeah. Gears <laughs> Finch. Future Gears. Edith Finch in Gears Five. Yeah. <laughs> Don't honestly, he'll be he'll, he'll be trying to put that on between Twitter and get it trending. <laughs> well, if you notice, Next, be... I uh, I say stuff on Twitter I don't always mean as well, and people get quite annoyed. <laughs> so, it's Twitter, uh, let's face everyone yeah. gets everyone gets annoyed on Twitter. If you're not annoyed on Twitter, are you really a gamer? <laughs> Welcome, Shizdali. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. But no, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, mm. it's a fra- I think, and this is where a conversation was leading on to previously, was talking about mm. the franchise of Killzone, is franchises being, basically being held. And I think they could, I think they, I think certain developers, or uh, they need to leave it, to release a, a lot of franchises so they can be, you know, brought back. There are loads of franchises that are stagnant, which could easily be reimagined, redone, remastered. You know, I mean, how many times have we all said, you know, what, what, what franchises would you like to come back? And the gaming community shouts out a plethora of franchises that are just sitting there waiting. Oh, I'd love to see an updated Duke Nukem. Seriously. Ooh. Soul Reaver nice. for me. Legacy of Cain. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, Dino Crisis. It, there are franchises out there that are people that are just sitting, you know, sitting there waiting, you know, which is as long as you've got a decent development studio that's willing to be let loose and given, you know, let their ideas loose, 
could make people millions and could bring back a lot of franchises back from the brink again. Is it, but, is it Dino Crisis, Capcom? Yes. Yes. I do think you will see one within the next few years because they. There is a lot of people shouting about it, so I'm assuming after the, the Kings, Resident they? Evil, yeah. They, well, they, they, they did. Um, weren't they on the point? Of, sorry, weren't Capcom on the point of like shutting their doors, and then they decided to start remastering and remaking stuff, and then they yes, all, I, uh, the game sold well, and since then they've been a, they've been an uphill climb uh, climb to success. It, yeah, they, they they did have a lot of, of of problems going on from what I I gather. And again, this is this is more hearsay, um, but they also had, as you said, as you said, they got a lot of franchises. They did, and it was after a couple of hits, which was uh, I think it was Resident Evil and Monster Hunter. And I'll get this correct. Well, that, I think Monster Hunter was a massive game. The player base was, for that was incredible. It's still big now. That, uh, without a doubt, yes. I think once they'd done that, and you know, Devil May Cry. Little things like that. Well, I wouldn't say little things because they're not little things. You know, those successes have now pushed them back into, I wouldn't say the forefront, but definitely pushed them back. A lot of gamers have brought back their love for Capcom. And they have the chance now to do so with other franchises. Uh, A bit like, you know, it's one of these things like Sega's got franchises where you would love to see come back. They could do it, but. You know, I think they need a few hits on their hands before they can bring it back. You know, they, uh, you know, we look at Capcom. They, they've, they've, they've had a few hits. They've now, I wouldn't say they've revitalised the interest and the enthusiasm, and now they can move forward to maybe successfully bring out other franchises. So th- there is the hope things can come to fruition, but it's whether or not you know they're allowed to do so. You know, I. You know, everyone's shouting like for the to, next. Another cool. series I'd like to see come back is Turok. With today's technology, yeah. Turok would look amazing and play amazing. Exactly. You know, and that's the, that's the irony. People are saying, oh, we need new ideas. Do we always need new ideas? Maybe we just need a little bit of talent and revisit some of the old ideas. Yeah, we're, we're a generation it, up from the old ideas. And I was in my 20s and 30s when those came out. Hey, let's reintroduce some of that stuff and do it well. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. It's getting it done well. Yeah. Because then I think maybe maybe that's the fear. If it's not done well, it could kill the franchise off permanently. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe I've answered my own question. Maybe that's the reason why franchises right. aren't you know brought back. Is that the fear is if they do a bad job or it's received badly, it's a it's it's the death knell for a franchise. Where currently at the moment, a lot of the older gamers have still got nostalgia ringing through their heads, yeah. and you know, wishful thinking. You maybe want to play two right now. <laughs> <laughs> do you know one thing that used to really annoy me about Turok too? When when you start the game and go on level, the, the freaking um, the cutscene at the start. I swear it's about a half hour long. <laughs> you could never skip it either, could you? No, I mean, that's no different than any of the Yakuza games. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But that, that, again, it's one of those things. I think we, we have to. Uh, I think maybe that's it. It's the biggest fear of failure. Yeah. And what, what it could do to a company. I mean, perfect example CD Project Red, one cock up. 
look how people turned on them. Exactly. You know. They were the golden boys. I've just thought she's no elite here, isn't he? I remember that conversation we had ages ago. Uh, It's probably a good five, six months ago where I was talking about the size, the, the install size of Gears 5. Remember, and I said it was like... five gigabytes. And I said it was like 100, he said, no, it's only like 67, which he was right. And it, I found out it was installed twice on my Xbox. Uh, I noticed the other day, um, when we was on the community game, like, my Gears 5 is installed three times now. I don't wow. know why. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's just installed on, every, on, on two of my Xbox. Maybe you've got the Xbox internal. 360 version, the Xbox One version, the Xbox S version, and you've now got the Xbox One what, X Series X version. Yeah, <laughs> you are the ultimate Gears fanboy, then. I've got Gears 5 three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I deleted them off, so I just had the one the one on my internal. But then it's put, it's put one back on my, on my external and put one on the other external as well. That sounds like it's trying to find the... When it does this update, it's trying to find the location. Right. And it's having a bit of an issue. So therefore, it goes back to what it... it the historical location for it and just kind of just... Reintroduce, you know, puts it back again. <laughs> yeah, I've had my Series X reinstall stuff. I know I deleted. Like, yeah. I'm trying to put it back. <laughs> I think that's to do with the updates, isn't it? Yeah. Some updates just yeah. uh, instead of instead of actually updating, it's like a reinstall. <laughs> yeah. You're like, huh? You need to need to need to fix the series all the but all the problems with the Series X today. See, my Xbox is all right again. Name the day I kept saying that. It it kept showing off about three or four times. I did a hard reboot and it, it stopped doing it. It did. You know. I'm just getting that connection issue still on the controller. That's the, I want to oh, turn it off. People, it comes back on. Some people are telling me they've never heard of it before. You know, I haven't but, had that wish. yet, but I, I haven't had that but issue there is. Yeah. VJ's had issues with his um, headphones, haven't you, VJ? Is he there? Did BJ did he lose BJ? He's gone for a cuppa. <laughs> He's gone for a cup of tea. Yeah, he, yeah he, no, he, he, did, goes, um, he did mention he, he loses Steel Series, is it? Is it Steel Series? It's... That's well, I know they they were having trouble with. No, the... he's he's got the stuff. Oh, yeah, to Turtle Beach. Yeah, the, um, yes, because they did mention it was it was a, I think you're right, Sir Well, I think there was certain well it was certain manufacturers' headphones, and it, it's to do with the Bluetooth or wireless that. Is, is is not connecting or it's it's having a bit of issue in terms of the party chat they have found out it was it was it's a weird one it was like please could you download the latest firmware for your headset right and they also that was on the still series that was they also put it uh, right. the other day to correct the uh, the dolby atmos problems that people were having oh right yes i may be fading away for a second i gotta bend down and pick up my controller no worries yeah, no worries uh, Gears 5 is now 91.2 gigabytes, she's no says. But to be honest, I would expect that because you've got the Hive Busters DLC, mm. you've got the Series X patch that makes the, the multiplayer and look incredible. No one's played the, the versus modes and they look fucking incredible. Graphics on them. The Halo level now, Halo Master Chief Collection level. Really remember, when I, remember when I hosted the um, the Hive Busters we were going to do from start to finish? And I didn't even have it freaking installed, did I? <laughs> I remember that. But the good thing about it now, if you if you if you if you say you only play certain parts, you don't have to leave 
the whole game installed now. You can remove parts of the game if you want yeah. to. You can, yeah, you can delete the single player your, or multiplayer or the DLC, depending on which you wish to do. Um, I don't think, I think if you actually installed it for the first time or you reinstalled it, I don't think you can do that. You've got to leave some part of it installed. Otherwise, you've got to reinstall a lot of it again, I think. One thing which I was surprised about, and again, this is probably for people with only physical editions, because actually VJ asked me this question, is that when you install from a physical edition, I found it, it actually does a double dip, effectively. So it installs from the disk, but it also at the same time installs from the internet. Yeah, it's always it done does. that. The Xbox has always done that. The disc is a word. Well, I, well, I, well, originally it was always the disc. I always saw it was the disc was always installing, and then you might get an update or a patch afterwards for it to update or say, "Would you want to install this patch?" But this was actually when I was actually doing it. It was it was downloading at the same time simultaneously from the disc and from the actual internet. And I was literally had two bars going across, and I'm like, "Wow, uh, this is a first time for I've seen it." Again, maybe it's just I haven't spotted it, but that was the first time for me to see that. My, my one X was doing that a year ago, and I noticed it about a year ago that I was installing something and I was downloading the update at the same time. It knew, "Hey, you're going to need to update this, so let's get this stuff good to go." Mm. They could probably tell by the version numbers as soon as it started. It's all the version the coming I off the drive, and the you know. The other thing I would, I kind of, there is the only issue I do think, I think, with, is with, with the physical is that you have to put the disc in. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to have to not put the disc in <laughs> once um, it's installed. Quick resume is obviously a digital feature, not a, not, not a disc feature. So quick resume. Uh, actually, actually, no, no, that does. Well, it does. Have you got a disc changer then? No, uh, no, basically, so when I start, so I've put, for instance, I use some poses. At the moment, all I simply do is put this disc in, and I can, within a second, go back to where I was previously. Because uh, the disc is in. Say, for instance, yep. all your other physical discs, it wouldn't work. You have to put a disc in. At least it works for that one disc that's in, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just two discs. It's a two disc install, but literally, it's just once I put that first disc in, um, regard. I mean, you, you put it in first anyway. You then literally, you can. And it is literally seconds, milliseconds again. You can go straight into where you was previously. So, it is. It, it's really. It's just more of a it, uh, annoyance just having to put the disc in. But so it does jump straight back to wherever I was almost instantaneously. Just enough. you have to shut the disc. In. What's your what's next it? game? After, what's your next game after you complete Cyberpunk? Is it a game called Inside that you haven't played? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to play. Do you know what? I, I'd oh, love. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I'm not like I'm not like Tushi who spends 15 hours on, on, on you know playing a game and has completed 32 games. Well, no, I'm no, not no, like I you know. You, know sure. you guys are like. I just, I always go like, you guys are playing games left, right, and centre. And I'm literally like, I, I get down and I'm like, oh, I, I thought with, with, with you, the way you, your channel is, you play indie based games, and that's been an old one. I just presumed you, you, you would have played it. Yeah, you no, I, it's one of those that. things I, I've, I've, it's, it's on my drive. It's just one of those things I have oh, not yet really got into. You, it. you own it. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I've got it. It's just one of the things. I again, I, I've uh, there's a couple of indie games I own. I haven't actually had chance to play, <laughs> and, and 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 it's just one of these. It's like you know, I'm starting to find that my backlog is getting a little bit unwieldy, um, and I'm sure everybody's having the same issue. If you've got Game Pass, you know, um, there are I so like many inside, but I can't talk about it because because it will ruin it for the people, and it's it's, it's not your average game when you talk yes. about it. It's, it's like a piece of artwork. It, it's it, honestly, you, you laugh at that, Mister Tucci, but if you play it, no, 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 no. You, you'll, you'll see what I, I mean. Can, I can hear a vibrating noise, but it's the washing machine. Sorry, oh. <laughs> she's sitting on it. Yeah, probably. No, we know. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Indy's right. Stubbs plays two indie games and calls removal something out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's another thing. You know, at the moment, I'm actually, uh, reviewing the he games as well. So, game. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, it's it's just my time at the moment is 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 limited, and that's the problem with just being a parent. And you know, if you're a parent, you know, of you young children, a nightmare. Homeschooling is terrible. They send you like eighteen yeah. people to work to do a day. Who do you think we are, teachers? That's their job, not our job. You know. Well, you know, back in the old days, Stubbs. That was classified as your job, you know. It was it was the old day. It was uh, the teachers were there just to kind of top up the knowledge. Well, not not anymore. The car, you know what I mean? Not but... anymore. No, no. Uh, I think it's one of those things. It's um, I've. I, I've just got so many games to play, so many fantastic indie games to play. You know, I've one of the, one of the last indie games to play of the year. I managed to really have enjoyed myself was Carrion fantastic indie game uh superb game and you know as as it was highly awarded on an indie games show you know it was it's fantastic there are so many games i would love to spend hours on it was it's a weird one for me because i've gone from i would i would complete a triple a game something like red dead redemption in a weekend and now i'll be lucky if i possibly get past the first two levels in a weekend you could do Jesus. that every yeah, day, I, do, I, do, I, do, I do understand that. Yeah, well, I, I, it was the idea. I, 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 I was at the time. I obviously I went out and I also enjoyed my hobbies. But I would be one of those guys that I'd put the disc in, and then I would play that game until I completed it. And if that meant I only had an hour of sleep, that meant I only had an hour of sleep. <laughs> if that like meant you know, I was sitting there in my you know boxes eating you know pot noodles and and, and still trying to do it, I would do it. I just don't have that chance anymore. It sounds like your hobby was uh, changing the batteries in your controller. It was, yeah. It was at the time, yeah. I was a very much a... I would classify a hardcore game. I was pounding through um, games left, right and centre. You cannot use words like pounding on a PG-rated show, and especially with Mr. Tushi on on, (laughs) on the panel. (laughs) I don't mean a core pounder or pounding, you know. Core pounder? Pounder is marginally advisable. I think if you're hungry. Just update. They do a double the double quarter pounder of cheeses back on the menu as well. With bacon Steady as well. Steady on, old man. <laughs> Steady on. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's one of those things. I so I think I think yeah. Indie games is is always been is is going to be a flourish for my channel, regardless. And I think it it uh, the more we can. Sp- push knowledge and put you know put a highlight a, a torchlight onto these games the better and it's just bring it, it kind of warms my heart that you know so many more people now are talking about it you know it you know from being a niche 
I'm, I'm glad to say I feel personally it's no longer becoming a niche. It's becoming more mainstream, and I hope it may, may it swell and continue. Mm-hmm. That's my little... Mr. Tushi. Do you want... No. Uh, actually, no. No, that's okay. Maybe for another time. <laughs> it's PG. Yeah, it's PG. PG tips. <laughs> I think Stops has gone again. Stops has yeah, yeah, isn't he? Honestly, no, uh, I'm, here. I'm here. Oh, oh, oh! Oh, I was going to say we we're going to send out a search party because Mister inside inside our indie is is actually a short game, but it's a game that is called like basically the way it ends. I won't tell you, but it's a game that the developer doesn't tell you what's happened. You have to in, you have to interpret what you think's happened. It doesn't mm. tell you. It's in, and there's two be, and there's two endings, and you've got to work. You've got to try and think what you think the ending is and what actually happened, because it's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a modicum of insanity built into it. Yeah, it's well, it's very, I, I loved it personally. Like it's an incredible game, but I've never played a game that's been open to interpretation. Normally, you know by playing the game what it is you know because it basically tells you the storyline this doesn't you know the games like that um are there are games out there in the indie scene and they can they can do yeah it's makers from limbo by the way they can either go exceptionally well which you know in terms of the player understanding going through it or they can go exceptionally bad these artistic style games are very hard <laughs> to do in terms of player capturing. So the fact that you know it's it's the fact it's got your brain working, Stubbs, just shows how you know how yes. well the developer ha- understands the, the psychology of, of human beings. They and are, uh, hopefully, we'll well, hopefully, yeah. see, we're, they're actually working on another project. I think. Yeah, didn't you told me? You might correct me in the chat if I'm wrong. That obviously they made Limbo, the main inside. And the play did actually make it work under the game, but apparently, when either Inside finished or the studio broke up or something, and it split into two studios. So, this is he said there's potentially two new games by some of the same developers. Mm. He probably correct me if I'm wrong in what he said, I've probably got something wrong knowing me. But it, I, I will be interested to see what new game they are working on. But from what I understand, they're not a studio that rushes their game. So it could be quite a few years. It's been a quite a few years since Limbo and uh, Inside. So I can totally agree with what Masuka maybe... said. So just a quick, no, just a quick one. Right, tourist, uh, right, I'm telling you now, that Tourist game, I've not played it, but by 15 hours... Inside is not 15 hours. I can tell you now. It's not. Yeah, what Masuka's getting at is that some of the challenges are just crazy. Um, VJ had the same problem. Like, there's, a, there's a guy called Bub, and he, um, he's, the, he's the guy who hangs around at the arcades, and you have to beat his scores. My God, I spent freaking hours in there trying to beat them freaking scores yeah. on the weather. It's a freaking nightmare. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Masuka yesterday, the other day, and we were talking about the... Um, there's one mission where you have to go down the cave to level up to level ten, I think it isn't it? 
you can add to it. It's a it's a friggin', it's a friggin nightmare, but it's it's, good, it's a good challenge though. It's good. I really enjoyed that game. I slightly so completed indie, it though. Oh, cool. <laughs> so 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 indie indies um yeah. He's confirmed. He said, yeah, one of the Play Dead CEOs moved on to a new studio and, and a new game. And also Play Dead, the existing team, are, st- are still making a game as well. Two more hours of the show. Come up, come in, right? Two more hours? No, 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 no. Shit, we've no. been going for two hours already. Yeah, there's no <laughs> well, more two you know- hours. You know what, what we need to do now, Stubbs, is you need to try and reach out to them and see okay. if you can do an interview with them. Probably that could be. No, I've got I've played the game. At least I've played the game, you see. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, there is potential I could make a professionally worded email and see if it, it something can happen. Yeah, I, I would probably do a little bit professionally, not like, hello, your game's great. Come on my podcast. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really no, no. What was that? I am. I am. I am. Big guess. See if I can get anyone. Um, Has PewDiePie confirmed yet? I don't. I'm not, I'm not on about him. Um, <laughs> well, he's in the UK, called, so why don't John, you? You know, why is he moved? He, he, was he moved? Is he moved to England then? He moved to England bloody years ago. He, he had issues where Sweden. he no no he, he originally it was it was yeah, Sweden then he went to Italy then he moved over to England because of the internet he had issues so oh, the yeah he's in the he's, he's in the yeah well he had issues Italy's not great with the internet but so he basically he moved over to England I think it was about two years ago where I think he even said he had to move again in England because people were harassing they found his house and were trying to break in really? um, well, that happens to yeah. YouTubers. It sounds more like he's hiding from Interpol to me, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, 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 he's in the UK, so so there isn't really a you know, you should be able to just say, Oi, I'll give you a pork pie if you come on the podcast. Not that simple, isn't. If you don't, ask. Anyway, we have had a, we have had a good talk tonight. We could actually carry on for probably another two, two hours, hours but I presume you actually want to all go bed and. And obviously, Xbox Beyond the Box is on soon, so most of our listeners um, watch that show, so we better let them go off. And But yeah, removal of Santa, you're, you're right, um, Indy. He always seems to bring up PewDiePie all the time. So we, I reckon we've got a secret PewDiePie fan here. Whenever I rec- it's the only uh, big person I know. That's the irony. It's just because, you know, I'm old. And he keeps getting mentioned. I've never actually watched one of his streams, but he's the only person I keep I know about. <laughs> so it's like, well, if I, if I mention it, I won't sound like an idiot. So that's why I keep trying to. You don't want to have to show. Oh, is Peter Harris someone on YouTube then? <laughs> okay. I, was, I was thinking of the cartoons. Mr. Tushy, taking you taking the piss now, aren't you? I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm quite no, neutral to YouTube to quit stuff, isn't it? No, no, you can't. You can't be serious. What is it? Look, gaming oh, YouTuber. Or what? It's got over fifty million subscribers. Think, yeah, well, I'm not one yeah, of them. Yeah, I think he's a. He's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a gaming YouTuber. He gets targeted by the media a lot. He does. They chop his I video. Think he was... 
It was targeted once. You know, hit job yeah. on him to make out he was some kind of Nazi racist. They chopped up uh, his video, and they didn't show the, the public the whole the, the whole video, and they um they didn't show people the context of the video. It was a social experiment, and he he done it, and because the, 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 the traditional media in general they fear YouTubers that are big because while kids and young people are watching YouTube, they're not watching traditional terrestrial TV. <laughs> You know, that's what the fear is with, with the internet and YouTube. Oh, I haven't watched a traditional. I haven't watched traditional news for about ten to fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. To what? To what? Indie's pot in the finger. Yeah, that's Tweety Pie. That's the wrong fucking thing, you know. That little yellow bird. Yeah, Tweety Pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And hopefully he does eat pie as well. Yeah. <laughs> is that so? Really- Sorry, I was trying to remove a sanity. Are you not watching the news because it's far more accessible via your phone? Or I, 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 I learned very long. I'm a very old school sort of person. I, I, I learned a long time ago that the mainstream media is very narrative laden, um, and I generally I don't buy papers. I don't. I know this is going to sound. I don't buy papers. I don't subscribe. To, I don't watch the news. If I'm going to find out about something. I do my own individual research. And if at worst, I might take on board two opposing um, individual sources or or, or individual um, commentators, look at their sources they have promoted and then make up my own mind. I, you know, every media I have seen so far has still not convinced me that it isn't narrative left. I mean, even the fact checkers, uh, that oh, they keep they're, saying they're, oh, they're, they're, they're even worse. They're, they're you know? they're, they're the so-called fact checkers. Yeah, they're narrative. Well, I, they're. The best, the best example I actually saw of a fact checker, and I absolutely laughed my ass off about this. And this is these are the people that we're supposed to trust. Was it was I think it was about well, about 2016. They were saying was it, it was a quote. It was like Hillary has ashes acid washed her servers, and the fact checker said, and I quote, uh, "This is this statement is." not factual and not correct uh, as far as we are aware of hillary has not poured corrosive substance on her servers that was it and i was that po- and that was that point i was like well there you go if you you know if you can't understand context or satire or anything like that how can you be classified as a fact checker so for me no i'm i'm very much an old school you know look do your own research question everything including me and including yourself always me, check your own biases Wow. Yeah, I, yeah. We again, you know, I'm if you do your own, do do your own research, well, I don't believe it all. Every, every, if you got to think about it, every media element is out to make clicks. They are, they are. Anyway, and out to been, make money. It's been a good show because that, that that could kick us off into a whole different world. <laughs> that, if I if I get going, and you know. So anyway, thanks for coming on. Mr. Toosh, can you tell people where they can find you? Here. Here every Wednesday. (laughs) 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 Um, You can find me on Twitter and Xbox and pretty much everywhere else is Mr. Toosh. You can find me on the Community Go Night every Saturday 9pm UK time and 5pm EST. 
uh, on Xbox, find me in Pistachio and jump in the party. Um, we'll, this weekend we're playing uh, Forza Horizon 5 and um, fucking hell, what's it called now? Rocket League. Oh, I wish. That's Forza not Horizon out yet. 4. Have you wow. got the exclusive? Yeah, no, Forza Horizon 4. I wish. <laughs> I do wish. Anyway, thanks for having me on. It's been a great show again. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Removal Society, where can people come up and find you? Um, I, removal, I'm under the name Removal Society, and you can find me on the Xbox, uh, Mines, BitChute, YouTube, and Twitter. You, and can, also find, you can also find him on um, Volume 34 of uh, Razzle from the 80s. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Sam um, Fox is lovely there. Well, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Back to Evil Paul. Uh, where can people find you if they want to find you on the internet? People can find me on uh, Twitch, Cerebral Paul One, and on Twitter, Cerebral Paul. Or maybe that's a anyway. And then tomorrow night, um, special night for me, the Xbox Ambassador Channel. We are they are hosting a get to know the community champion ambassadors. I'm one of them. We will be playing um, golf with your friends. So. Please join us in for a listen. We'll have a lot of fun. Mm. If you've never played golfing with your friends, it's a hoot, especially with people you know. It's a lot of fun. So join us tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern, um, 8 o'clock Central, my time, and then whatever it is in the UK, I don't know what that is. You have to swear on that stream. Uh, no, not on the... Not on How the, the hell, uh, how the hell do you play... How the hell do you play golf? You end up freaking swearing. Mute. I mute myself a lot. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> when you when you're not your sixtieth shot. Use terms Shit. like mother trucker. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <Bar> <laughs> Stewart. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Paul. Uh, VJ, where can we find you if people want to find you? Oh, um, here and there, this and that. Um, yeah. <laughs> All good. Thanks for having me on today. <laughs> okay. Thanks, VJ. And you can find me on this YouTube channel. And tomorrow night, I have I have a free bit on. I'm interviewing him about gaming content and his animation work that he does. A lot of people don't realise I've got a good interview about um, animation at 5 p.m. EST, 10 p.m. GMT, and Saturday, Indie Gamer has got a very good podcast on. Uh, I don't know, but look on Twitter for it because the Indie Games podcast is back this Saturday. Mm-hmm. It is. I don't know yep. the exact time, but it's probably eight or nine o'clock normally. It is, and it's a good lineup, I think. It is. Looks it anyway. So please check out the Indie Games channel and subscribe to him, and you'll you'll get all the updates on there and the Indie Game. Uh, indie gamers Twitter as well. That would be a good show. I will. So, anyway, thanks for stopping by, everyone. As always, uh, thanks, Spunk, Fun Speculation, Masuku, the Indie Gamer, Darth Praxis, uh, Pong Soul, the man that is literally in every chat room on the planet. I don't know how you do it, mate. Red Bull, ACS, Husk, Chisno, Husk. Um, let's go up and chat more. There's been loads. Um, yeah, Mishiku, yeah, everyone, yeah, Mr. Tushi, thanks for stopping by. 
<laughs> VJ, Cerebral Pool, Removal Sanity, thanks for stopping by. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. everyone on the Indie Gamer um, Indie Gamers channel Saturday night if you'd like to stop by and listen to some indie games goodness, which there isn't actually any other indie games podcast out there, I don't think. So it's quite a good one if you're interested in indie games and hopefully a lot of the people in this chat will, will check it out because it's a really good show and he's a very good content creator. It's worth it's worth checking out. So anyway, I'd like to thank everyone for stopping by and I'll see you all soon. Have a good one. Bye bye. It's nice. Bye. <laughs>